If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello and welcome back to another bonus episode. Um, I'm still recording on a bad mic because it, my other mic is still broken. And I had a few comments on the past couple of videos saying like, oh, your audio is so terrible. I know it's bad. Um, I feel like we're just going to have to deal with it until I figure out what's wrong with my mic. Um, today's bonus episode's a bit weird. It's not, I mean, it's about a certain topic, but I don't know if it'll be as long as the other ones are. It's about the three guardian dragons of the dragonets, uh, the dragonets of prophecy, which are Kestrel, Dune, and Webs. Um, yeah, so here we go. The first one I'm gonna talk about is Webs. He is actually one of the three guardians that survived past the first arc. Um, we can see him being described as one of like the better um, guardians. He seems to, like like the dragonets more. Um, like, he brings stuff like scrolls. Um, he has a very long, complicated backstory. So, um, to make this episode longer, I think I'm just going to go into it. He was assigned to grab Tsunami's egg. Well, not Tsunami's egg specifically, but the Seabing egg. And so, he worked for Queen Coral, and so did his wife. I forgot her name, but they mention it in the second book, I'm pretty sure. And he had a son, Riptide, who we do meet in the second book. And he risks everything, including his entire family, and goes and steals Tsunami's egg from the royal hatchery. Like, that is a, in, in the Seaman Kingdom, I bet in, like, any kingdom, that's, like, a severe offense. Especially with, you know, all the Seaman eggs getting crushed by the Orca statue. Well, they don't know that at that point, but we figure that out later. And Webb's, um, he... His wife gets killed because of him, and Riptide gets shunned, as we see in the second book. He's like an outcast to his own tribe. Um, And so Webbs is, like, not... I mean, he's now a traitor in the Sea Kingdom. And so he has to... He's like, we can't go back, so he's forced to live with the Dragonettes. He seems to be, like, their history teacher or something. And we see him in the first book, just for a bit, when the dragonets get captured by Queen Starlet. And then we see him in the second book again at the very end when he comes back to the Sea Kingdom to make sure that the dragonets are okay. He confronts Riptide, Coral, and we see Tsunami be like, what? Like, she didn't know that he was an outcast or anything. And then <laughs> we see at the end of the second book that they escape while the Skywings are attacking the Summer Palace. And we see Riptide go join his tribe again. Not his tribe. Um, yeah, his tribe, actually. And we see Webbs get stabbed by a sandwing point. I think Blister? No, Burns. No, yeah, Burns Tail. Or Blister's Tail. I forgot which one. And he barely escapes with his life. And they take him to the... In the third book, they take him to the Rainwing Kingdom. And they manage to heal him there. So he had probably one of like the longest stories out of the three um, guardians. He ends up, as we'll see later in the books, it's not like a big like surprise or anything. But he ends up being the history teacher for Jade Academy. Um, he 
yeah, so he stays with the Dragonettes. He's probably, like, my favorite of the Guardians because he wasn't terrible to them. But he didn't exactly stand up for him either. And we could see, like, Sunny being nice to him. Like, Sunny and Clay are probably the only ones who are kind of like, oh, yeah, he wasn't that bad. But, like, Tsunami hates him because she didn't teach him aquatic or tell him or tell her that she was a seeding princess. Um, the second Guardian that we're going to talk about is Kestrel, who's a Skywing. Definitely my least favorite guardian, and probably, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the audience's least favorite. Just by the way we see Clay and all the dragonettes describe her. She's very mean, very snarky, doesn't make the dragonettes feel good or anything. I think it's the first book, and the eighth? Yeah, the first and the eighth, we get to see a bit more of Kestrel's backstory. Um, I don't really know if I should say this. Yeah, you know, I think I am. So anyone who is listening, following on to me, just, um, skip ahead right now. Um, anyone who's read the books, it's fine. Just keep listening. So, Kestrel, she had a twin egg. Like, she had two eggs. And in the Sky Kingdom, they're very strict. They don't like anything out of the ordinary, as we also see in Darkstalker. Um, Darkstalker Legends. And they, like, kill off anything in that abnormal. So, she was supposed to pick one of her dragonettes in the egg and kill the other. And one of those dragonettes was actually Peril. Um, as we, you know, we meet her in the first book and in the fifth. Um, and so, she, Peril absorbed all her fire from her twin while her twin was kind of, like, didn't have any fire. Um... So we see, um, at first, uh, Kestrel chooses the uh, twin without fire, but then she chooses the one with fire because we can see she has burns on her from trying to pick up Peril. Um, she then she goes and um, takes care of the dragon that's a prophecy. I think the reason she's so mean to them is because her own kids died and got taken away from her. So she's very mean, very like nasty, not very nice. Um, nobody really likes her, I feel like, um, even Sunny, who likes everyone, is always like, oh, I hate Kestrel. Um, she dies in the prologue? Or the epilogue of the, epilogue of the first book, or the prologue of the second book, I forgot which one. She dies when Blister and Morrow see her kill her, because they're like, oh, she's not useful anymore. The third guardian is Dune. Dune is in the main arc, like, on the main books. We don't, like, really know about him that much. But there is a winglet or a courtlet, I can't remember which one, that describes a bit more into his backstory. Um, we first, um, from what we know from book one through five, is that Dune, um, he was, he was, like, obviously scarred from the war. He's a very, like, very solemn dragon doesn't really talk a lot he was sunny's favorite you could tell because they were both quote-unquote sand wings and he seemed to also be like kestrel kind of like mean but not as mean because he did die trying to protect the dragonettes um as we could see but we see a bit more into dune's background if you wing the wing uh if you read the winglets no the courtless i can't remember which one it is um which i would totally recommend they're really good they show, um, these show, they're short stories, like, I don't know, 10, 15 pages long about random characters' backstories. 
Um, if you want to read them, then this is probably where the episode is going to end for you. But if you, like, have already read them or you don't want to read them, I'm going to give you Dune's um, backstory. So he was a loyal soldier of Burn, And we can actually see him. He met Six Claws. Um, and so um, you actually see Dune's background in uh, Six Claws. But I don't remember, actually. Um and he he lost his wing and um his claw or like parts of his claw, I can't remember which parts he's missing, and when he was fighting in the war, and that made him like really, really hate war. And that's why he was working with like Talons of Peace. So this episode actually took longer than I thought it was gonna take. So I will talk about what Wes I was gonna talk about in another episode. Thank you for listening, and don't forget that um, the question for this is just a comment section. So say whatever you want. See you guys next time. Bye.